Yowling, prowling, growling cat, why do you switch your tail like that? Why do your eyes flash gold and green? Could it be? Must be Halloween? Slinky, inky, blinky cat, why do you arch your back like that? What scary creatures have you seen? Could be, must be Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. My name is Relly. And I'm Maddie. Welcome back to Preoccupied Gals. Preoccupied or... Gals. I don't know if it's your first time here. Welcome. This is our Halloween episode. Yay! I'm so excited. I love Halloween. One of my favorite holidays. I know it's your favorite holiday too. Or I one of your favorite. love Halloween. What are your plans for tonight? Uh, I'm just going to stay in. Maybe watch a good Halloween movie and make like cute desserts i'm such a sweet tooth person so i'm excited uh maybe buy pumpkins and paint them or something i haven't done anything pumpkin related i feel like such a loser this year i haven't really done any halloween things which makes me sad what about you what are your plans i don't have any plans yet but i feel like i'm gonna want to walk around maybe yeah that'd be cute enjoy the halloween i really like going to downtown anaheim area like all those houses decorate so cute like down lemon street yeah by pearson park i love it those are cute i love them too i miss being a kid (laughs) and like going and being able to knock on people i was like thinking like we should have a day for like adult trick-or-treaters i know i feel like we everybody wants to but it's like too awkward it should be like the saturday before halloween oh yeah it's like it's our day it's fuck them kids adult trick-or-treaters day <laughs> i really wanted to like share the history of halloween because i love halloween but i never really knew <gasps> our story begins thousands of years ago with the celts they celebrated like this festival known as Samhain. it was like to mark the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter and i love the celts because they're the ones who influence halloween you know like shout out to them slay <laughs> They believed that during Samhain, there was a boundary between the living and the dead that was blurred, allowing spirits to roam freely. So to ward off spirits, the Celts would lit bonfires and dress in costumes, a practice that would later morph into modern day Halloween. Cool. I love it. Me too. Imagine like building a bonfire with your homies and then just showing up with your costumes. I love that. Oh my god, we should do that for Halloween. <gasps> That's bonfire. so so win of us. Oh okay. God, we're gonna be Celts. <laughs> we show up dressed up as, <laughs> as like Viking. <laughs> Fast forward to the Roman Empire influence. The Romans conquered the Celts' territories and blended their festivals with Samhain. Boo! We don't Boo. like conquering here. One of the results. <laughs> that sounds like we don't like to conquer things. That's not what I meant. I meant like <laughs> conquer other people. Yeah. One of the results was the creation of Pomona, a festival celebrating the goddess of fruit and trees. Oh, that sounds cute. Mm. Which eventually led to the tradition of bopping for apples. I've never bopped an apple. Me neither. It looks hard. I heard it's hard because like the apple just sinks. Okay, you know? we need to have a bonfire <laughs> and then we're going to do bopping for apples. Yeah, <laughs> like you bring the basket, I'll bring the apples. I'm down. Someone brings the water. 
But it was the spread of Christianity that truly transformed Samhain. The church introduced All Saints Day on November 1st and All Souls Day on November 2nd to honor saints and the deceased. This led to a three-day celebration called All Hallows Tide, encompassing All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day. So they just combined all three into one, which is Halloween. Irish and Scottish immigration to North America in the 19th century brought Halloween traditions to the United States. Ooh, yeah. So the Irish and I think the Scottish were the ones who would use the turnips to carve, like, to do carvings instead of using pumpkins, which is what we use. Which I think is better. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with the little turnip? True. Who's going to see it? True. Not them spirits. <laughs> <laughs> the 20th century saw Halloween become a commercial and cultural ph phenomenon. I could never say that word. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. It was no longer just about warding off spirits. It's a celebration of costumes, candy, and creative decorations. I love to decorate. Me too. Like, give it all to me. I want to be those people that, like, switch their rooms every season. Like, you know? I want to fucking train track in my room during Christmas or something. <gasps> That'd no be cute, way. right? Imagine if I put no it all way. around. Cha okay, but then for Halloween, you have to put like a real spider. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I think there's one here already because I've been waking up with so many spider bites. <laughs> okay, plus. today, Halloween is celebrated worldwide. It's not just for children, it's a time for everybody to embrace inner ghouls ghosts and indulge in sweet treats you know and immerse themselves into the magic of the season it's the season you know what i feel witch. like we should do <laughs> i feel like there should be a day because for halloween it's the dress up is really like traditional mm -hmm. right so you dress up as a ghost yeah a vampire a, a witch ghoul, a yeah. witch like you dress up as all that type mm -hmm. of stuff but then now people dress up as characters yeah from TV even like shows. youtubers and stuff yeah like people mm -hmm. dress up as characters they don't really dress up as those original costumes. traditional yeah, traditional yeah. Costumes. so there should be like on october 30th we should do like traditional, traditional halloween. halloween or i love a classic halloween yes, me day too. you're right like i feel like modern day halloween has switched up from what they're even talking about you know mm -hmm. people use it more of like a partying or to be funny type of yeah which i i don't mind the partying Me i love that's, a good party. that's what i'm saying we should separate it yeah i remember i threw a party and you're like can you please play like classic yeah. halloween music and i did in the beginning and then it yeah. just turned into twerking music. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but when i played like the classic music i loved it i yeah. loved it it was so super cute. I was so bummed because I didn't make a Halloween party this year. So I didn't feel like it hit. Halloween, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's rough out here. This economy, you know? True. Oh, well, basically that's it, you know? <laughs> that's the history of Halloween. I have a spooky story to read. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, this is called Banana on reddit by short scary story or on short scary stories by by wonderful that's her name thank you wonderful okay. thank <laughs> you okay 
It's been such a long time since I've had to bear witness to its destruction. When I was a child, I had no choice. I tried to tell my parents about what was happening, but they never believed me. And then it was too late. When I walked into the kitchen and see Clara eating a banana, I am so shocked that all I can do is freeze in fear. I let out a little moan in my frozen-like state, my heart thumping widely as I watch my beautiful wife munch down on the yellow fruit. Clara seems in heaven, devouring the banana as it is her last meal. She is so involved with the joy the fruit is bringing her, she doesn't even notice me in the doorway. We had a deal, a promise. There would be no bananas in this house. I feel my anger rising, matching the terror I feel. How could she be so stupid? My anger must be radiating. She finally notices me and gives me a guilty giggle. <laughs> she gets off her seats at the island's bench, begins to walk towards me. Sorry, honey, I know you're allergic. It's just... She never finishes a sentence, never gets the chance. I see the horror in her eyes as she begins to flail, her body twisting and turning in unnatural ways as she skids and slips, the banana peeling, guiding her to her certain death. I want to help her, but I cannot. I had tried to intervene before, but I never can stop what's already happening. I cannot stand to bear witness to another life claimed by the banana peel. My parents first, and now my beautiful, beautiful wife. A tear rolls down my cheek, seeing her mangled, bloodied body. I glare at the banana peel, laying innocently next to her. The peel had ruined my life over and over and over again. I sit with Clara for a bit. I contemplate the police. After what happened with my parents, their unexplainable accidental deaths, well, I don't know how I'll be believed again. I can hear sirens for the police I did not call. I wonder what they will do. I can tell them about the banana peel, I decide. The decision feels right. But when I go to look at the banana peel again, like when it took my parents' life, it's gone. Nowhere to be seen. Oh my goodness, that's such a good story. <laughs> I was like, funny, what is huh? happening? I know, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And then it all added together. Oh my God, that's such a good plot twist. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Have you ever had a creepy Halloween experience? Yes. What? What do I know? I don't remember it. Okay, I had one. Was it was it? when I was in high school. I was with a group of people. I don't know if you were there or not because I have. I feel like I might have been there because I feel okay. like I remember something happened, but yeah. I can't remember. Like it's there, but not there. Yeah, so okay. maybe your memory will refresh unlock you. it. Yeah. yeah. So it was Halloween. I was in high school with a group of people and we were trick or treating going down this very popular street, Lemon. And then we get to the end of like where people are still trick or treating and starts getting very secluded. And we basically reached like a cul-de-sac and I see this person, well, we all see this person just standing at the end wearing like an old person mask. They have like a cane and everything and we just get the eerie vibe, like turn around and start running. Well, we didn't immediately start running. This person started chasing us 
and like picking up the speed so we had to like bolt and we ran and we were so scared and we finally lost that person but it was just so weird that that's literally mine too yeah, yeah. okay I remember okay because i remember something like that but yeah. i couldn't remember what it was so. yeah yeah and it's it's just weird because there were so many people and all of a sudden it was just us and i didn't even notice where when people weren't with us anymore uh-huh. you know and we just see this person like what were their intentions I, I never i don't know if they were just pranking us or if it was real because it wasn't like where there was like a maze that people made yeah you know, sometimes people put yeah. up little mazes no it wasn't anything like that it was, it was just, just in the middle of the street in the middle randomly yeah i don't know i'm scared but we survived we're here now we're here old man didn't get us no sadly i'm just kidding <laughs> okay this episode's getting dark it is <laughs> um, too dark over here so i wanted to talk about like serial killers because should we tell them what happened yeah let's just tell them yeah they need I, to know they need to know the so people need to know the people well this would be like a slash update but we've been uploading two episodes at a time and this past weekend just things weren't going our way everything was going wrong our mics would shut off they died and then we didn't press record <laughs> yeah it was all bad it was really bad <laughs> the hell i don't know what happened the clown one we recorded twice yes just so you guys just know so the know. first episode that we tried to record we didn't end up uploading because we just didn't want to put bad content out there we yeah. weren't proud of it i was, it was editing it i was editing it and i just did not feel good like yeah it it, there was too much that I had to cut out. It yeah. just didn't feel right. Mm-mm. Yeah, it didn't feel right either. Um, but we wanted to include some of that content to this episode. Our topic was serial killers. Yeah, especially since our spooky month is ending. So next Friday's episode, we're not going to be spooky anymore. We're not going to be spooky anymore. So. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm also excited. I feel like we're gonna to switch it up. Yeah, really venture out there. You know, yeah. we're getting new mics. We're trying to really upgrade our shit. We're our Mad Lips too. Mad Lips is over too. Mm, I loved it. Give us your suggestions if there's like anything else. Yeah. Any other like segment that mm-hmm. we could include? Definitely. That you like to hear. Definitely. Similar to Mad Lips, for sure. Because that really lightened up the mood, and then we were getting like more interaction with people thank you for those who participated thank you this story has to do with kelsey fullerton this story just hits close to home and i feel like a lot of people don't know that this happened and everybody and their mama in orange county freaking goes to the school so Mm -hmm. i don't know this story actually takes place with me sitting in my psychology class and it was around halloween time and my professor was asking us like if we had heard of the cal state university massacre and he wanted to like freak us out a bit and it was a night class like my class was at 9 p.m at that time like not a lot of people were on campus yeah he was like i'm scared these fuckers not me having to take the elevator oh my god and then like my mom would pick me up and she would pick me up in the front of the school. This class was like all the way in the back of the campus. Oh, yeah. And most people would exit through the sides or like the back. Mm-hmm. Dude, it would just be like me walking <gasps> all the How way to the front. Um, I would say like seven minutes. Oh, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah. Long. Yeah. The only thing that made me feel safe was like campus has like all these buttons around to help like call campus security. Oh, okay. So they're all over, but still 
like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. But so let me start. So this story is about Edward Charles Alloway. And he was a custodian that worked at Cal State Fullerton. Now, this story takes place on July 12, 1976. So, during the 70s. Everything the happened 70s. in the 70s. Yeah. We've already said this, but what the hell. Um, so, Edward Charles Alloway, he came onto campus with a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle. Now, I'm not a gun girly, but I don't know what that means. I think the automatic or the semi-automatic is what's wrong, right? I don't know. I don't know either. Does it make it easier? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Tell us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> he opened fire in the library's first floor lobby and in the media center located in the basement. Like always, the freaking basement. Like, always the basement. Mm, super spooky. He Honestly, shot nine people. The, I would hide in the basement. He <laughs> would be found first. He's like, ah, got your ass. <laughs> Um, he shot nine people and seven of them died. Oh my goodness. My yeah. heart goes out to everyone rest who who had a victim involved, you know? So sad. Yeah, definitely rest in peace. It is said that he chased two of his victims down before shooting them. Imagine that, like getting chased with by some it's guy. Like a horror movie. Yeah. Straight out of a movie. One of his victims, Bruce Jacobson, tried to take him down with a metal statue. However, Alloway ended up shooting him. He shot two more people before taking an elevator down to the first floor and shot victim Frank. Alloway passed by a high school student who was visiting the campus but left them unharmed. My God, imagine. I would have felt so lucky. I know. But then also you're like living with that trauma, you know? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like imagine going your life thinking about that moment. I, I would. Like, oh no. An eyewitness who was also a high school student states that Alloway seemed agitated and apparently Alloway passed the high school student who was with their counselor and was saying he doesn't belong here. He doesn't belong here as he pointed the rifle at them. However, he ended up lowering his rifle and he ran away in the opposite direction down the hallway. That's when both of them heard gunshots. Soon after Edward Alloway ran off of campus and fled to a nearby hotel with his where his ex-wife worked. Right. He ended up calling the police himself and told them, I went ballistic at Cal State Fullerton. I committed some terrible act. I'd appreciate if you people could come down here and pick me up. I'm unarmed and I'm giving up myself to you. Imagine being the operator and hearing this call. Psycho. Oh my goodness. I would have like my heart would be like pounding like me too. Like my heart would drop hearing that. Yeah. So Eloy was found guilty of six counts of first degree murder and one count of second degree murder. The second phase of the trial determined that he was not sane. And we were talking about how he probably told his lawyer or his lawyer told him to say or show symptoms sanity, of insanity. Yeah. And I guess they do have five different mental health professionals who diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, yeah, that would that would sound about right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you said that uh, other jobs he was also aggressive, right? Yeah, he had a history of being aggressive at work and with other coworkers and stuff. And I guess apparently he killed some of his coworkers. Like he first went oh, really? to like his area and kind of targeted people he worked with. Do you with. think there was like people were bullying him or something? I don't I really don't know. Cuz I think like why would he attack the students mm-hmm. and his coworkers? And it would make sense if like 
there was like rumors about him going around or something and mm-hmm. that's why he was triggered to... maybe yeah or i think one person just needs to sometimes like sometimes it just takes one person you know mm-hmm. maybe he had a grudge with someone and i don't know but i think i also read that he blamed it on a dark force that made him kind of oh. do that so maybe he wasn't <laughs> maybe he was yeah maybe he was a little schizo um he was initially in prison at Patton state hospital under medication and in 2016 he was transferred to napa state hospital i think it's like less security mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. less he intense just... he's tried to get out though but they've denied him so far he doesn't deserve to be out no imagine imagine those who do get out but yeah that's pretty much it for him Sorry if you go to Kelsey Fullerton and you didn't know about this. <laughs> and now the school's haunted. <laughs> Imagine. JK, um, we don't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Where we here laughing? You know, like, ah. Oh my goodness. Well, I wanted to talk about David Parker Ray, aka the Toy Box Killer. Ew. We don't like him. Boo. Listener discretion is advised. Like, heavily heavily this story is intense we have warned you yes so he's infamously known as a toy box killer he was born on november 6 1939 in new mexico rave's life unfolded as a chilling tale of sadism torture and unimaginable cruelty so ray's early life was marked by a turbulent upbringing in this household rife with violence His father's abusive behavior cast a shadow over his formative years, potentially laying the foundation for his deviant tendencies. As he entered adolescence, Ray displayed troubling behaviors indicating of a disturbed mind, foreshadowing the horrors he would later unleash upon the world. Very disturbing mind. And in the 1990s, Ray transformed inconspicuous trailer in Elephant Butte, New Mexico, into a chamber of unspeakable horrors. The, this mobile torture chamber, which he ominously referred to as his toy box, was a meticulously designed dungeon equipped with restraints, instruments of torture and device, and devices meant to inflict unimaginable pain. Within this grim space, Ray's sadistic fantasies found a nightmarish reality. So, Ray's victims predominantly young women were subjected to unimaginable sufferings kidnapped and brought to the toy box they faced prolonged periods of sexual abuse physical torture and psychological torment ray's meticulous planning and execution of his heinous acts were compounded by his habit of recording these atrocities on videotapes perpetuating the cycle of terror long after the crimes were committed it's just horrible because sadly, this guy was a genius. He literally thought about everything right. in the most horrifying way. Like, imagine you hearing what has is going to happen to you with detail. I mean, these recordings are intense. These recordings are very gruesome. And what he says, it's 45 minutes long and it's very hard to listen to. Yeah. Because he describes how he's going to torture you, what mm-hmm. he's going to do to you. And it's like, I'm going to shove this in your... Yes. And I'm gonna break this and you and this is gonna happen to you. Like I was telling Mari that I was listening to this on my lunch and I literally could not eat. 
I felt sick to my stomach. And everyone that knows me lo- knows that I love food. So yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to put my food down, girl. So <laughs> True. Yeah, it's that bad. True. Just like, true. <laughs> no, true like me too. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, he he was a pretty and he looked so nice. He looked very nice. Very so nice. Kind. Like a kind little old man that will help you. Yeah. But no. No, he was bad. And then he would also drug his victim so they wouldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Bad. All bad. So the hor- the horrors perpetuated by David Parker Ray might have continued indefinitely if not for the extraordinary bravery of Cynthia Vigil. In March 1999, she managed to escape from Ray's clutches, naked and injured. Her courage led her to seek help from nearby residents who promptly contacted law enforcement. Cynthia's escape was the catalyst that exposed the darkness lurking within the toy box and initiated a rigorous investigation into Ray's gruesome activities. The investigation into David Parker Ray's crimes revealed a network of accomplices who had aided him in his sadistic endeavors. The evidence seized from his trailer painted a chilling picture of the calculated malevolence that had occurred within its walls. Ray's videotapes documenting the anguish of his victims served as a ghastly testament to his sadistic pleasure. Before justice could be fully served, David Parker Ray met his end in prison on May 28, 2002, succumbing to a heart attack. Ah, motherfucker went an easy way. His death left a lingering void, denying closure to the families of his victims and leaving many questions unanswered. The true extent of his crimes, including the total of number of victims, remained shrouded in mystery. He never confessed? No. Wow. And it's like estimated that he murdered like 60 people. Oh, wow. That's a lot, dude. He got away with a lot because he deserved worse. Yeah. But I'll give it to him. He could keep a secret. He could, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he took that shit and to the grave. And just the fact that he had accomplices too. Yes, we like, talk about like the cops, the like cops, his girlfriend, the cops. his daughter. They were a match made in heaven because she was a freak too. She was like she went along with it. She knew she would help him get the victims. I mean, like, Cynthia, are you okay she escaped her, the girlfriend. Yeah. So all bad. Do you think a part of her let her get away? Oh. That's true. You know, like, how are you going to be so okay with your man, like, getting with all these girls? There has to be a part of jealousy, you know? Maybe, yeah, probably. Or maybe she just was into it, too. Who knows? I don't know. But what would she get out of it, you know? Torturing people? Like, are you just truly that evil? into it, yeah. Yeah. This concludes our Halloween episode. (laughs) 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 Happy Halloween from the Preoccupied Gals. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got spooked. Or learned something new. I hope you shit yourself. I hope you break your mama's back. <laughs> Stepping on that crack. Stepping on the crack. Okay, but I believe that. Me too. When I, I would little. skip them cracks. So my mom better thank me because I was walking Same. like a dumbass. <laughs> me too. Be like, oh. oh, and rest in peace, Mary. Uh, Mary? <laughs> rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Oh, rest in peace, Matthew Yeah, Perry. that just happened, like, this week. And 
dude that one hurt me because i watched friends like eight times like i know it's a cringy cringy show sometimes yeah but rest in peace yeah rest in peace you did an amazing job sweetie you were the best channel you were the best dude okay but (laughs) let's conclude this episode um thank you for listening we hope you guys have a safe and happy halloween yes keep it spooky you're that bitch um, we're, if you still want to send us your stories at preoccupiedgals at gmail.com. Yes, please. Um, follow us on Instagram at preoccupiedgalspodcast. Like, share, tell your family and friends. We are. And we are. The, the Preoccupied, Preoccupied Gals. Gals. Bye. Bye. <laughs>